Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about. Past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. I'm Ashby Brame. We have Eric Creech. That's Kyle Whitley. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. Woo! Oh, snap. yes! We're here. I just, I really, <clears throat> like, I was about to yell. You guys, I was expecting it to be up here, and it wasn't, and so I just needed, I needed to... I'm going to be honest, I didn't see that coming at all. Mm -mm. (gasps) I'm happy you did it. I love music, I love soundtracks, I love movies. See, I'm feeling that on the inside, but at the same time, I want Omar to hang around to listen to the rest of the episode, and I feel like when Eric and I do that, she's like, oh, Turning it off. Done. Dot done. Why does does my granddaughter hang out with those fools? angelic granddaughter is now yelling. I don't know. I'm waiting to see that post. I'm waiting to see that post where she's like, what did you do to my granddaughter? You've corrupted her. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's how it went. We corrupted her, not the other way around at all. No. (laughs) We used to be a family-friendly show. I was about to say. Oh, wow. Everybody having a good week so far? Yes. I feel like yeah. it's important for people to know, like kind of where we're at. You know, if they're listening to the podcast, you know, hopefully you guys listening have had a good week. I am. I'm pumped. I'm excited to be Very here. Pumped about clearly, episode. clearly, I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. I just love music. Music just pumps me up. You it know? does. Pumps up the jams. Pump uh-huh. it up. I've been listening to some of my choices this, like today, throughout the day, throughout my work day, mm-hmm. um, and it's kept me. It's kept me sane. It's kept me going. Something fun that I did today is I had to drive the XB to take Grizzly to get groomed and it doesn't have like where you can connect your phone to it. Like it's, you know, 2008 vehicle, but it does have a CD player. And so as I've been packing up our house and in the midst of packing up getting ready for our move, our friend Melody is 16. She's never had a CD player slash boom box. That was like an iconic Christmas present for the three of us at some point in our lives. So retro. Mm-hmm. So we're giving, so fetch. We're giving her our boombox because we're not going to take it with us. And so in the midst of that, I've gone through all the CDs that I have and like, I want you to have this one. I need you to experience this one and this one and this one. And I even made like little notes and stuck them to it to be like, this is who this is. At least if you hate the CD, check out at least these two to three songs. Um, So I've been doing that. And then, of course, you come across all the ones from our teenage years where we're like, I'm going to make all these blank CDs and not put anything on it. So I have no clue yep. what's on the thing. I have no idea. So they're all in a Ziploc bag. My favorite mix, volume three. Yes. What is that even? Yes. So on my <laughs> way oh, up. It starts out with a Soldier Boy song, Kiss Me Through the Phone. Yes. Something Immediately I've, into Strawberry Wine, Dina Carter. I'll yes, see you exactly. later on. <laughs> so this morning I grabbed a Ziploc bag, hopped in the car, and I was like, first blank one, go. And then it started like man way to go kyle like way to go like teenage kyle like this is a good one and then it's like and then out of like the 10 you start realizing like man why did you put this song on every cd that you burned and why did like so it was fun it was that important to teenage kyle yes it was cd roulette this morning where you have no idea what you're playing but it takes you back to all these nostalgic feels as ashby likes to say Mm -hmm. uh, and memories for your childhood and teenage years and college years and whenever you burnt cds so It's some fun. Like it's not like a playlist where you're like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Listen to my favorite song. It's like, no, I have no idea what's about to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Some of you only you almost get like slightly embarrassed, but then you're like, nah, I ain't embarrassed. Like, you know, teenage Kyle was happy about this song being on here, so we're gonna respect that. Absolutely. But um, do that sometime if you hadn't done that lately. I've got a um, big CD case in that closet right there. That's off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've showed it to y'all before. I'm sure there's some random like mixed CDs on there, and I, I don't think I've ever used a CD player in my car. 
Because I haven't used mine. It has like, Bluetooth, so but I may have to check out and see what I was thinking back in two thousand five. Like I, I drove home to drop Grizzy off, and I could have switched cars and like drove my other car back and listened to my phone. But I was like, no, I want to enjoy this. Yes. It didn't click that like Kyle, you have a CD player in that car too, and like it actually probably works better than the other one. But either way, I enjoyed it. Fun times. It's a little bit off topic, but a little bit on topic today. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, um, listeners of the podcast in the Facebook world. Please subscribe to us. If you have not done so already, we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And of course, rate and review us five stars only, just like these soundtracks are. Um, you can follow us on our <laughs> social media uh, channels by searching for What the What Media. All, All one word. word. And also, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're also on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And share that with your friends. Last week on the uh, on the podcast, we discussed in in depth, maybe not in depth, but we discussed mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> from the we MCU. Did. We did our best. Mm-hmm. We did. And on today's episode, we are taking a deep dive into our favorite and arguably best movie soundtracks. Now, to be clear, a movie soundtrack is not the same thing as like a musical. A musical. Okay, right. like that was a question of contention mm-hmm. last week. So we are not doing movies that also double up as musicals. A soundtrack to us is something that um, may be playing in the background of a song, but it enriches the um, the movie experience, whereas a musical is actually part of the story. Right. I think you should explain it how you guys explained it to me earlier, because that was the clearest Ashby. way for me to get that. Okay, so <clears throat> what did Pass Ashby say? Okay, so... The difference between a soundtrack of a movie and a soundtrack to a musical is in a musical, the songs advance the story. In a movie that has really great songs in it, if you took the songs out, you could still understand the plot of the movie. Absolutely. And to be, again, 100% clear, these are not musical scores. Scores just being, you know, background music. Correct. So, uh, uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, we no, didn't discuss we that. We didn't discuss that. So, one of mine might be. Scores are different than, Mm-mm. yeah, to me, soundtracks are like actual songs. Mm. <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. That's your opinion, and I respect no, no, your no, opinion. No, no. I respect it's, your it, opinion. It's a correct opinion. I'm no. sorry y'all misunderstood. But if I were to no. go by... A, a score and a soundtrack are different. No, they're not. No. Yes, they are. If 100%. I were to go by the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, soundtrack right now, then it's going to have no. the score on it right now. That's... We're not going to like Google this. This isn't, this isn't up oh, for we're discussion. We're Googling it. We're Googling it. Mm-mm. Because I have a score, apparently. I definitely a score do. is a specific musical piece or incidental music that accompanies a scene mm-hmm. or a moment in the film. And a soundtrack is a compilation of songs and sounds that comprise all the film's music. Okay. All the film's so, music. Okay. And that's so part a of score the music. is not a soundtrack, but a soundtrack is a score. Yes. I disagree. Because mm-hmm. it literally says okay. in that sentence, a disagree. score is musical piece in the movie, and then a soundtrack is a compilation of all the songs and music in and that sounds. movie. Yeah. Yeah, sounds. So yeah. it's in there. Disagree. So this is like a triangle. This is it's like, like a, a square, square rectangle, rectangle thing. 100% yeah. right there yeah. with you. Disagree. To okay. Anyway, well. They may have got it wrong, but I got it right. It's okay. To be um, fair, another reason I um, feel strongly about it is because we put this on Facebook, and we'll get to all the Facebook people Oh, yeah, later. I saw a lot of people listing scores. There was tons that were tons like, I'm so glad you're doing this because this is my favorite thing, and then it was all score stuff. So if I pull up soundtracks at work, this is immediately what starts playing. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
Okay, well. So, yeah, that's uh, what we're doing today. I'm just saying, I Googled. That's also what they're doing, so. My soundtrack, which mm-hmm. apparently is a score. And when I Googled it and called it a soundtrack, it came up. It did. That's all I'm saying. I YouTubed it and said, this soundtrack and then this these songs I would play. make the argument that I have, or I used to have, I don't think I do, two separate CDs, one with a uh, a, a soundtrack with just songs and then a separate CD that was sold separately with just the movie score. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the moment that breaks the band up. It is. <laughs> Whatever, Kyle. Lead, lead the discussion here. Okay. So, who are we going to start? Am I starting this? Is that what you meant by Kyle lead the discussion? Yes. I'm letting you lead the discussion. You okay. decide who starts. So. Okay. Uh, well, before we get started, I had the idea this morning, or one of the mornings this week, that was like, hey, if we're going to be talking about music, it'd be a lot cooler to at least throw some music in there. Uh, so we're not necessarily discussing and choosing like our favorite songs off the soundtrack. It's just to give you a brief idea of some of the songs on the soundtrack, because I discovered as I was trying to write out or at least, you know, think my thoughts out. It's not really easy to describe where it's entertaining for you to listen to me be like, Oh, I love this music because it's this and this and this. And it's like, how, like, I don't care. Like that's whatever. So I decided to do that. Ashby backed me up. Eric questioned it a little bit. Like he got shocked. I think he missed a text. He came back later. It's like, when did we decide to do this? Have That's because Eric didn't want to have to choose three songs for each of his soundtracks. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, uh, we decided to do that. And so this is what we're doing. We're going to go. We did. And I'm happy we did. Uh, two out of three wins. Once again, two to three. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, I had Ashby send me her list and then Eric sent me his list. So I got to see what they had chosen so I could get the songs together, but then also be like, okay. I'm not going to choose that one because that one's already there. This is going to change how I choose things. But then there's also, I feel like, some that none of us chose that automatically when you say movie soundtrack, people are like, that's got to be the top one or in the top three. So I'm going to address a couple of those real fast just to get this off the table so we don't build your hopes up for the next you know, nine soundtracks we talk about. Guardians of the Galaxy did not make our list. I'm shocked. I really am. I left it off my list purposely because I figured one of you would pick it. It did not make it. Wow. I almost added it today because I changed my list around some today. But when you sent it and you didn't send it, I was like, okay. One of your choices, your top one, is the duh, you got to pick it. And so I was like, I'm not going to pick it because Eric's going to. And he did. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, uh, another one that we saw a lot of, Dazed and Confused, was another one. Right. And that didn't make our list. We're actually getting live comments as well. Nice. Someone said, Remember the Titan. Remember Titans is another group. That's a good That's soundtrack. That's a really good soundtrack. Absolutely. Uh, then when said, someone said Armageddon, which I didn't think of. Yeah, totally. Armageddon no one has a thing really on, uh, yeah. Especially from our like teenage years at middle school dances. Mm-hmm. I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Well, you're missing the scores. Yep. But, uh, I am. But either way, uh, those are just some obvious ones. Because I really think, especially when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, you know, for people that I are... I can't stop this feeling exactly uh, deep inside of me okay is that it you holding it in you letting it out you good uh sorry excuse me uh-huh. apparently when i said we're getting some comments and someone said remember the titans i've been reminded don't say just someone i'm your brother so hunter hunter brame is, hunter nice. Brame is commenting yeah. yes <laughs> my uh, bad so <laughs> I just want to get that out there because I think that did kind of change things though because for the long time like growing up like for Ricky for instance um, when you saw a movie you would find the soundtrack like on vinyl you would pick it up like and it would be a thing for you I feel like for a lot of people over the times unless it's a musical we kind of lost that a little bit where you didn't go and buy the soundtrack I remember when Armageddon came out 
and like I bought it because Aerosmith was on there, and mm-hmm. then you learn everything else from that. Right. But also, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy came out. They hit it with the trailer that started that, and then that lasted through the entire movie, where it was a big ordeal. Where they sold tons of yeah. you know albums, you know downloads, vinyl, everything else. Um, and they even made a big thing about it to make mixtape two when like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy two came out. So I at least just wanted to mention that. I know Hunter's a giant fan of those movies. I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure we paid respect to it. Hunter Batten. Now it's confusing because yes, there's yes. two Hunters. And they're both Welcome Hunter B. So. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's where we started off at. Uh, I think we're going to jump in. Eric, do you mind going first? Because I feel like your top, your first pick at least, if that's the one you have pulled up right now, is the one that if was my next thought. Beyond Guardians was this one. Yeah, I'll go first. Let's kick I'll, it off. I'll get us started here today, tonight. Mm-hmm. Getting started up in here? Yeah. That's a different soundtrack. It is, mm-hmm. totally. But yeah. You want to tell us what it is? Oh, we'll, I, I thought you were going to play music. I, I sorry, don't... sorry, folks. We're getting this live going at it. Yeah, Eric's yeah. going to say the name, and I'm going to let you have a little bit of a sample. So, and the song that you're going to hear first is not the actual title song of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, you know, probably not one of the more popular songs, like, you know, that was a top 40 hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, soundtrack is the Space Jam soundtrack uh, from 1996. We have now taken over your radio. I mean, this is the uh, Monstars Anthem uh, by Buster Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method, Method Man. They're collaborating on this excellent song here. I mean, it, it is fantastic. So, so, sorry, that was kind of like a brief. I'm trying to figure this out. We're good, we're good, yep. we're good. So, um, yeah, the uh, Space Jam soundtrack is, to me, the best soundtrack I mean, not even my favorite. I think it's the best soundtrack to accompany a movie ever. Um, like, it's just, it's instantly iconic. I think, um, I feel like everyone had it. I mean, like, it was just... Oh, yeah. Like, it had it, it had four top 40 hits on the soundtrack. And then, um, you know, you had your Space Jam, you know, which is the third song on the track. You had I Believe I Can Fly mm-hmm. uh, by R. Kelly. I didn't even think about um, it. You didn't pick that one up. Yeah, they didn't yeah. pick that one. I, I'm really waiting for someone to redo it so we can, I, I can enjoy it again. Thanks, Honestly, um, the first song was uh, by Seal. He'll show up on my list at some other point. This, mm-hmm. um, but he did a remix of "Fly Like an Eagle," um, which none of those were. You know, we're picking three different songs to go uh, with um, with our our soundtrack here. Um, like some of the real gems are like found in some of the non top forty hits. Uh, the winner by Coolio. Um, if you want to play that one, it's just got a good little beat here. You know. And we're just jamming here, you know. Just really good stuff. We the course hits, you know. Uh, just it's fantastic. Um, and then some of the later, um, some of the later songs on the soundtrack. Uh, you've got hits by Robin S. by Salt and Pepper. Uh, you've got um, the Spin Doctors doing a remix of. Um, uh, that's the way I like it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, they do a fantastic job. You got Chris Rock and Barry White collaborating for a version of Basketball Jones. You need a little more volume on that. Jones. 
Is that Chris Rock? That's it Chris is. Rock, yeah. Hey, it's Barry White. <laughs> hey, Barry, you want some tickets? All right. And like, and in that song, like Michael Jordan makes a cameo, and Chris Rock, Rock's like, hey, it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, everyone came out to see you sing. Michael Jordan, why don't you sing? And Jordan's like, sing? I, I don't do it. I'm not going to sing. I don't sing. And Chris Rock's like, oh, I see how it is. I support you. I went to all your games, and now you can't even sing a little song for us. I hope you go bald. Oh, wait, you're already bald. I hope you go bald. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, oh my goodness, just, and that's hilarious. They do, uh, the last song on the album is by all the Looney Tune characters. Um, I think it's called Buggin', you know, um, mm-hmm. it's featuring Bugs Bunny and all the Looney Tune characters. Um, and then the song we talked about at the very beginning, the Monstars Anthem, just some fantastic lyrics. Um, my favorite lyric is towards the end of the song where he talks about cumulus clouds. You're getting science lessons in this song. Mm-hmm. A cumulus cloud brings darkness from above. You in it for the money or you in it for the love, MJ? 23 ways to make you pay. Lounging in the mothership back around my way. Ooh, I'm 28 light years old. If the rest get political, dribble like Bob Dole. Very dated reference, by the way, for 1996. Am I getting lyrical? Daddy, I think so. Monstar dropping flavor fluid, so drink it slow. I mean, just, oh, good stuff. So wow, I, I, like Bob Dole. Yes. Mm-hmm. If the ref's getting political, you dribble like Bob Dole. It's just good stuff, good stuff. So Space Jam. There's 12 songs, I believe, on the album. Maybe 13. I think it's 12, though. And every single one of them worth your time and attention. Go check it out now. Nice. Ashby Brain, what you got for us? Also, just to recap mm-hmm. for Facebook, because we had a comment. Like, oh, sure. hey, just so you know, we can't hear it. Yes. You won't. You're not going to be able to hear so, it. So, due to a uh, production situation. Plus, if we started playing live music on Facebook Live, they would shut us down. They would shut us down. Right. So, But you will be able to hear it on Monday when right, you tune into the right. podcast. So we're going to, it's sort of like a teaser. Like if you tune into Facebook, you get to hear the episode early. But this time, you also have to tune in Monday to get a little something extra, which is the, the tunes that we can hear, but you can't. Vote mm-hmm. for free, by the way. Just very free. Yeah, Make 100%. Sure. Free, 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 free. Free, free. Yes. Free, free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did I give you first? What was my first choice? I wasn't, when I gave them to you, I was just, I was kind of like in a flow and I didn't really think about like what I wanted to talk about first, second, third, but I can talk about them in order. Honestly, if you have a preference, it's fine. Okay. I'll just have to figure out which one you want to do. Um, okay. Let's just start with what I said first. So I've been listening to this all day today. Fast and Furious 7 Mm -hmm. specifically. Amazing soundtrack. It is fantastic. Starting out also with a radio hit. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, everybody get a tissue. Just get ready. I remember crying in the theater. I this. sobbed hysterically yes. in a theater in front of strangers. Mm-hmm. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Ugh, so good. So, as as Kyle and Eric know uh, from watching Hamilton with me, and as my family and some of my other friends know, I don't cry pretty. <laughs> and which I'm glad you don't. When it's more I real, yeah. And when I feel something viscerally, there's a good chance that I will be bursting into hysterical tears. Which is why I went and saw Endgame by myself. Like literally, would not go with anyone I knew because I knew I was going to make a fool of myself, and I at least wanted to do it. Surrounded by people who didn't know me. And well, next time, if you're going to be a fool, just know okay. we accept your okay. foolish ways. Okay. Um, but if I had known, because Endgame, obviously, you know, there are movies I can go to now where I know, like, that I'm going to cry. But 
even though when Furious 7 came out, people had an idea of where they were going to have to take it because, unfortunately, Paul Walker had passed away mid-filming. And so they were going to have to sort of usher his character out and do it in a way that, you know, was graceful, but also sort of gave homage to, to Walker and to the character of Brian. And, you know, the idea was kind of like, okay, well, it would make the most sense for a character in The Fast and Furious to die in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Paul Walker had died in a car wreck. And so they were like, you know, how are they going to do it? A lot of people were talking about, like, the options and... I remember the whole movie kept waiting, like, this is yes. it. Yes. And so and you don't... Wasn't. You went into this movie they in theaters... They not big time. Right. And so you're like, what's going to happen? And, I like, I really honestly... I know we talk about spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who just, for some reason... It's has a little bit older at this point. Seven. Like, what, ten's coming out soon or is it nine? Nine. nine? Right. But at the... At the end, mm-hmm. they don't kill his character. Mm-hmm. Um, they do this beautiful homage, mm-hmm. and I burst into tears. Like, complete, like, did not expect it because you had made it the whole movie expecting something. And so at that point, I was almost like, well, I guess they've managed through his family and his brothers to CGI what they could of his character into the movie. So maybe they won't, like, maybe the movie will just end, you know. And they did this, like, beautiful, beautiful segue, um, sort of giving this almost, like, in-memoriam, like, ending to this Mm -hmm. character. And I just burst into hysteric tears. There's (laughs) a little bit of part of that, too, that, like, if you just enjoy the movie, that's awesome. And it's still just as emotional as, like, the car guy that, honestly, Fast and Furious got me into working on cars. And I've met a lot of friends that I call close friends now because of this film. Right. Um. Or not this one too, but this franchise, the car that his brother is filming, like his brother does the acting in that final scene, like and they CGI his face on, mm-hmm. is Paul Walker's actual Supra. Like it's his own personal car that they yes. let him drive off. So it's like it almost you get that feeling of right. this is more than just a character. This is really like a real life person because this is his personal car. He's driving off into the end, and you know it's just a beautiful moment. I remember balling in the theaters. Right. Like thankfully I had a bunch of car dudes with me and. Um, they were all, sorry, um, Ryan's upset that uh, got water bottles on the table. He said, make food line buy an ad. That's Same true. Same thing with my <laughs> MacBook. Yes. So. so I'm going to use, and this is a great value, so I think, I don't even think it's food line. It's, I think it's Walmart. That was my water. I don't know. There you go. I brought it from It's covering up my Apple logo now, I think. Yes. They have more money, I assume. So all that to say yes. that... For the first time really ever, I went looking for a Fast Furious soundtrack mm-hmm. because of of that particular song, but also because for the first time, I was really paying attention to musical cues in a movie. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about soundtracks that I've come to appreciate as I've gotten older is if you allow them, they will introduce you to new music. Yes. And so one of the beautiful things that Fast and Furious franchise has done just in general with who they've who they've put in the movies, but it carries over into the soundtrack is you get this beautiful blend of like rock, pop, hip hop, rap, Latino music. I've got to like comment on this. Cause I'm sure like if, when Erica's listening, like my wife, I don't remember if it's this movie or it's one of the other ones, but there is like um, some Latin music that comes in 
and like it's on a burnt CD she has, and she just goes nuts. Like in the car, like she gets pumped, like it gets her doing like whenever she would want to like wake up and do Zumba in the morning. Right. She start listening to that to get her excited and pumped yes. to do Zumba and work out. One hundred percent. So just to give you like a little um, bit of like the what I'm talking about with the blend, the second song I chose was more of like the rap hip hop feel. So that's Payback. It's by Juicy J, Kevin Gates, Future, and Sage the Gemini. And so you get that typical kind of like almost like they're getting ready to go up against the villain um, montage mm-hmm. where they do like the, the more hard rap stuff. Um, and then the third song I chose gives you the more like Latin flavor that they bring in. So that's called Meneo, and it's by um, Fito Blanco. Um, and there's just really good, I mean, this has a song called Six Days that's really good. That's by DJ Shadow. It's got a song by Jay Blavin called Avamos. Um, Flowrider and Sage the Gemini do a remix of um, GDFR. There's DJ Snake and Little John, Turn Down for What, which also made um, radio. And then you get, um, there's one that has like Iggy Azalea does a rap on it. But then you also have, you know, like the, till, you know, When I See You Again or whatever, which mm-hmm. is like the more like kind of laid back, like a, almost like a pop kind of thing. But it does have um, Wiz Khalifa in it. So you get this like really interesting like blend just sort of like they do with the cast where, you know, you you could discover new music, different music. There's a little bit of like ED, um, EDM in it. So I, I just really love, this was the first soundtrack for Fast Furious that I downloaded, literally listened to like from start to finish and then went back and then forward listening to like all the other ones because mm-hmm. I realized that they were just like a plethora of really good music. So that's my first choice. I feel like with especially like Fast and Furious type movies, it reminds me back to like say Tony Hawk video games where it knew that their you know audience grew to be more than just your typical punk skaters. So over the years, their soundtracks evolved with that as well. And now I get it's a video game, but the same concept where um, if you go back and listen to some of the old Fast and Furious stuff, it's, you know, I feel like first albums like Limp Biscuit and some other people, uh, and it did have rap and some other stuff too, but how it's evolved over the years as the movie and characters have evolved as well. Um, so I think that's cool. Uh, my first pick is a movie that it was my last pick, honestly, today. I was trying to figure out who my last one was going to be. And the one that came to mind was Juno. Um, I remember seeing this in theaters and it was just a real emotional type little bit here. You're a part-time lover and a full-time friend. The monkey on your back is the latest trend. Don't see what anyone can see. So, Juno itself was just a fun movie. Um, it took a... A moment in a teenager's life that could be life altering for sure. 
but I love this movie where it has like an indie feel to it. There's, you know, even just the colors and the things that they use and the backgrounds and props just gives you just this feel that's a little bit different than some normal movies. And the soundtrack they chose for it is very much the same way. Uh, it tells the story as you're watching it and listening through. Um, that one was anyone else but you, but it talks about that's the song they play at the end and how they, you know, they just want each other. Um, and they're two high school friends that are ended up having a baby. And so uh, talks about their relationship and it fits perfectly with what's going on. Um, another one is one of the ones that actually more so starts out the movie. It's called All I Want Is You. Flower growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. Rebecca um, on Facebook already knows. She literally commented, Yes, the honeybee song. Yes, yes, yes the honeybee song. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't watched Juno in a long time. Um, I remember it, and I remember we bought it on DVD back in the day, and like we liked it. But I do think like this is one of those ones where the soundtrack really just stuck out. It's very much a, like I said earlier, it's just almost an indie feel with a lot of the songs they chose. Uh, and it's just throughout the film, um, as we talked about how the soundtrack should, it definitely uh, pushes those moments because our last song is a little bit different. It's Superstar by Sonic Youth. They did a cover of a Carpenter song. And where it fits perfectly in the, in the movie is a different type of scene. And so it actually really fits well. So, um gonna play that we may have to jump a little bit ahead just so it actually is worth you hearing it sounds so sweet and clear but you are not really there it's just the I remember like being in the movie theater and hearing that song and be like, wait a second, I somehow know this, but I don't know this. Right. And I think that's another thing, like how you mentioned, how you had to go by the soundtrack and listen to it mm -hmm. immediately to be like, I want to know more about this. It's the same way that soundtracks can do that for us, where we typically wouldn't just go out and buy a CD, but if it gets thrown into a movie, and I know that like, you know, especially with bigger giant hits, so that's obviously a you know, marketing thing where the same studios that own movie franchises also own record studios and stuff. And that's how they all, you know, work together but uh i think that's a good point where a lot of the songs that we probably do like or at least you know single tracks from artists come from we heard a movie in a movie wanted right. to know more about it and we went and found it so uh i don't know just that's a good choice i enjoy how they chose their soundtrack how they mix it together from a variety of artists but also have a similar sound to them mr creech what you got for number two okay so um i had two like instantaneous like ideas for what my soundtracks were going to be too like they were gimmies mm -hmm. um and i don't know why but they both came out in the mid 90s um i thought about just doing like a whole retro thing like we're doing everything from 1995 96 i mean sorry mm -hmm. um don't worry about it but, <laughs> but it's like i don't know why but this soundtrack from batman forever like it slaps and like it was just instantly yeah. most mm -hmm. memorable. Um, the first song I have listed on there, I believe, is the uh, U2 song, um, mm -hmm. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. And uh, it is okay. like I hadn't heard it in such a long time, but my goodness, it feels very 90 ish. Yes. 
mean, that's just such a good little group there. I mean, I, I, mean, I wouldn't have pictured you two being the group mm-hmm. that did that song. Right, I mean, yeah. Just a fantastic song. I'm going to actually skip ahead to the uh, to the third one. You two took a little turn in the 90s. They really though. did. Yeah, they, really they kicked did. it up a notch. Um, I'm saving the middle one for last. Um, but if you go a little deeper in the soundtrack, there's one by Method Man. Uh, called the Riddler. I remember listening to this like 20 years ago and thinking, why didn't I know about this sooner? Um, this is the Riddler by Method Man. I guess it's like a song about grimy, the Riddler. Criminal individual searching for the dark night, working in the shadows of the city. He wrote with Jiggy, my committee, Robin. I mean, just that's amazing. It, it, it's just it's such a good sound. I mean, just like. And I also want to note that, just like Seal, Method Man has also appeared multiple times mm-hmm. on multiple soundtracks for me. Maybe it's a sign for me. I don't know. I'll be honest. Um, I don't think I ever caught that one. And so whenever you mentioned it today, I was like, okay, well, let me find that. It slaps, dude. And then like, I was like, okay, well, let me look so at the hard. lyrics. And it's honestly the same way you talked about earlier with Space Jam, how the lyrics are written. This one was also written in such like an awesome way. That it is a Batman song, like describing a comic book scene, Absolutely. pretty much, and just how they did that. And uh, my good friend Rebecca um, on Facebook already knows my last song, mm-hmm. and like the music video is just as iconic for this. It is. We were singing it earlier. Yes, so um, iconic. This is Seal's "Kiss from a Rose," or is it "Kiss from a Rose"? Kiss from a Rose. So, um, this song, I mean, it doesn't feel like a Batman song, Mm-mm. but it's so good. That was the hit of that the That was mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. hit. Like, this is the song that made this soundtrack, like, it sold, I don't even know how much it sold, but it is what made it so viable. I mean, it was definitely a top 40 hit, um, just in a fun song, and they're, like, they were making, like, fun of it, like, well, not really fun of it, they used it in community um, the dean took Jeff to a karaoke bar and this is the song they picked out for them to play. Nice. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's so iconic. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to sing it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, oh my goodness, it's so cool. Well, there's a lot so of you good. guys on Facebook that whenever we asked some of your favorites, this one kept popping up. And yeah. like in my brain, I was like, why is this popping up? Like, what am I missing? And then all of a sudden right. you pull it back up. Like, Oh yeah. I remember like, oh, all man, of this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen. Baby, I can take you from a kiss from a rose on the grave. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger feels. Yeah. Yeah. On the <laughs> it was unplanned, ladies and gentlemen. We just totally you can't you can't just not sing that and belt oh it out. Yes. That was like the perfect <laughs> ten second karaoke because we all first of all we got some of us like mixed up the lyrics. Yeah, I yes. definitely did. <laughs> we were all somehow off key and on key at the same time. Mm. <laughs> We were all screaming it instead of singing. I feel like that's a perfect thing, though, because a song like that shouldn't matter if you can Doesn't sing or not. Matter. You need to be able to be able to scream Doesn't at the matter. top of your lungs. Literally every viewer we had on Facebook Live is gone. Rebecca thought it was great. So. No, she's happy. She's back. <laughs> she loves it. All right, Ashby, take us on to your, your next one before I start singing oh, again. Oh, man. Okay, so my second one 
uh, Eric is going to have a problem mm-hmm. with because apparently it's a score. It's okay, Ashby. I forgive you. But it's the Lord of the Rings Return of the King soundtrack. Oh, boy. Because it also has lyrics on it, Eric. This just happens to not be one of the songs that has lyrics. That's fair. This one's called Minas Tirith, where we get to see the, the White City, and they're preparing for battle. Mm-hmm. I love when, like, key changes, or, like, like not key changes, but the notes hit so hard like that. Yes. Sorry, like... Yeah. on our time on music there. Oh, no, that's fine. But Very, like, sort of like a gloominess. Like it. how it's building a little bit, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it takes a dark turn, and you're like, yeah. oh, I really want to know what's about to happen. Yeah. Howard Shore is an amazing. He's a master mm-hmm. of soundtracks and scores. So the Lord of the Rings Return of the King soundtrack, obviously orchestrated, composed, conducted, all of that by Howard Shore. If you ever get the chance to go see this live, um, pre-COVID, they used to do this thing where you could go watch the movie on the big screen and an entire orchestra would actually play the soundtrack live as the movie. If they do that, I will gladly pay to They've done it. it for Lord of the Rings. They've done it for Harry Potter movies. See, like, I, and I've watched like some of it on YouTube because I mm-hmm. want to see that experience. Yeah. I would love to see something like that once we can all get back out there together. Very, very cool. And then I also found this really cool article that's actually really um, recent as of a few years ago. Someone did an article, Chris Cummings, um, in 2018 on Den of Geek, which is a um, website. And it says, the Return of the King soundtrack is the perfect unwinding music. In a time when getting through a day feels like a personal victory, Return of the King score resonates more than ever. So he's basically saying, like, this is a great, like, scores especially and things that don't necessarily have lyrics are a really great way to have something that can, like, unwind you without Mm -hmm. you having to give a lot of thought to it. So I just thought that was a really interesting um, article. And the fact that it was written in 2018, but it also has uh, excerpts like, we're not being glib here by comparing the evil of a fantasy story to real world events. After all, the best part of art is, um, is that it mirrors society, but endures and adapts to the age in which it currently resides. And Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy continues to do just that. And so he talks a lot about like, all the awful things happening in the world. And I was like, wait a second, when was this written? Was this written last year? But it was mm-hmm. 2018. Um, so it's just even more relatable now. <laughs> yes, it's super relatable now. So uh, anyway, the second song that I chose is one of the um, songs towards the end of the soundtrack where, you know, the sort of, it's almost like a prologue. Um, or sorry, an epilogue where the journey is kind of wrapped up, but there are, all the characters are doing their goodbyes. And this is called The Journey to the Grey Havens. Very majestic feeling. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. got a little um, Celine Dion feeling at the very beginning. I could see that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting because the Grey Havens, it's almost like the, uh, this is going to, I'm trying to like explain this for people who aren't like massive Tolkien fans, but the Grey Havens are like the elves version of the afterlife almost. Gotcha. Um, and so I really love how Howard Shore brings in sort of like the flute music to mm-hmm. this because uh, Tolkien's mythology is really supposed to to mirror sort of like the Scotch-Irish, English, you know, 
King Arthur mythology. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of bringing in more like Celtic flute music and things Mm -hmm. like that makes sense. And also, you know, music itself plays a big role in the mythos of Middle Earth because, Mm -hmm. you know, Tolkien, of course, couldn't just write a story. He had to create a culture and a religion and, um, you know, music was part of that. Language was part of that for each of the different um, sections and races of Middle Earth. And so I love that the music in the movie sort of like Mm -hmm. mirrors that and takes it very seriously. And a lot of the music that you'll see when you're looking at the hobbits versus the dwarves versus men versus elves changes. And so like Howard Shore kind of has a different sound for each race of middle earth, which is interesting. So just so we can call this a soundtrack for Eric and not a score, the last, (laughs) the last song that I chose on the soundtrack is called into the West. And it's, um, performed by Annie Lennox. And that was actually also written um, by Fran Walsh, who helped Peter Jackson write the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. movies, Howard Shore, and then also Annie Lennox herself. Nice. So the three of them wrote that. And I think that won awards. I can't remember which ones. But, like, I mean, obviously the movie itself won a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. All the awards. Right? But, yeah, I Took also think that... Um, it has a really big mantle. All right, of the awards Right, that that single won an award. And I just really love... The I'm not going to read the entire song, but basically the chorus is, What can you see on the horizon? Do the white gulls call? Across the sea, a pale moon rises. The ships have come to carry you home. And all will turn to silver glass, a light on the water, all souls pass. And so it, it's, it, could, also, it could be about death, but it could also symbolize, you know, moving into a, a different phase of your life Mm -hmm. or you know moving out of something and a journey and coming to the end of a journey and so i really really love that song if you if you have a second listen to the whole thing it's really good something i love about like that as well is i'll listen to a lot of the similar type things um harry potter's got great music as well like a score but technically the soundtrack but uh it's the same way with that there's a lot of just other ones that just like you said, you don't have to know the movie, but it gives you like a peaceful feeling, or at least just helps you to unwind to like feel the emotions of how things rise and fall and stuff, which plays highly into my second choice. Nice. So first off, I'm going to upset Eric by choosing this, but I also cheated. I cheated hardcore. I didn't pick one soundtrack. I picked multiple oh, my soundtracks. Goodness, so I'm cheating here. So, what I did is Someone's I had got to ruin it for the group. I'm just gonna leave. So. <laughs> can, I, can I get through here? Just to, no, no. Just let me. Let You're me trapped. My no. You're trapped. So this is why y'all put me in the middle, right? Yes. The reason I did this is because I had both of your lists. I knew what you had chosen at this point. Cheater. 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 I did, but I think this is going to take into one big giant category: people that must be mentioned uh, when you're talking about a soundtrack for movies. Okay. 
Hans Zimmer. Yes. First off. Fantastic. Yes. He has done great things such yes. as Dark Knight trilogy, Interstellar, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Random one, League of Their Own. The Simpsons movie. Yes. I, I, I own that score. Pearl Harbor. Inception. Pearl uh, Harbor. So there's so many things like that. Um, and the same way, you guys chimed in a lot talking about Hans Zimmer. Like, it's the same way for me. You can just do Hans Zimmer, you know, playlist mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. YouTube. And you hear all these just amazing songs that you didn't realize necessarily maybe he wrote um, or had anything to do with. But I chose one for him just to kind of put it out there. Um, Are you listening to Pirates of the Caribbean? It's It's not, sorry. sorry. It's your favorite uh, comic book character. This is Why So Serious from The Dark Knight. The movie opens with this song. Very unnerving. Yes. I'm getting nervous. Yeah, and I think that's the point. I mean, like, it's, it makes you feel things. Right. It sounds like a siren. Mm-hmm. And so it continues to build, and it changes some and does things. But I remember, like, starting this movie and, like, sitting in theaters, and this just keeps rising, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's happening here? You see people on a rooftop. You see things happening. But all of a sudden, like, same way, your anxiety starts rising. You're like, what am I about to experience? And then it resolves into this giant chorus. It's like, whoa. Like, and especially in a movie theater, it like you feel that. Right. Um, so I wanted to at least do a little something different with my choice. Choose three different people who are just iconically known for the music they write for these movies. Okay. And the same way, if you were to buy the Dark Knight soundtrack, mm-hmm. this is literally what the first track is. Uh, my next score or choice or soundtrack person, John Williams. John! Williams. Uh, Star Wars, maybe? What hasn't he done? <laughs> oh, he he has. My goodness. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Jaws. <laughs> yes. Indiana Jones. E.T. <laughs> yeah, come on. Are we spoiling your list yet? You are, but like, it's not a okay. spoiler part. Like, you, you, you're doing great. I mean, um, did he do Jurassic Park, too? Mm, he did. Yes. Yes, he did. Did he do the iconic dun dun? Yes, he did. That was my choice. I feel like I'm going to see a dinosaur in your yes. now. <laughs> So, we fall out of the jeep. Honestly, <laughs> like John Williams itself, like Jurassic Park and ET and Hook, uh, Home Alone, Indiana Jones, Superman, Jaws, Harry Potter, Star Wars, um, a lot of other ones. I feel like these movies wouldn't be these movies without these iconic songs. Yes. Same way, Jurassic Park would be a good movie, but the emotion that you two just like shared, the heart, like where my heart just jumped when that started playing. Mm-hmm. That's what makes those movies. Same way E.T. has an iconic line in there. Indiana Jones is amazing. Star Wars, like all these lists, when you bring up like those movies, these are the first things. It's like, bum, 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 bum. Like you jump straight into it. So I feel like. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Like, like you can... triumphant, iconic, um, like grand. I think that's the best word to describe right. it. It's just grand. Like it you feels... can hear 10 notes of an instrumental and be like. Yes, that's, exactly. that's Johnny Williams right there, my boy. Uh-huh. And so, and that's why I wanted to choose these. Like I said, I started to think like, or oh, do I choose the whole Jurassic Park soundtrack? And it's like, well, no, that's not going to do it justice. You don't need to listen to everything like that. It doesn't hold as well trying to listen to it on a podcast with those songs. Uh, but I wanted to at least give you a little taste of multiple people and say, if you're at work and you just need some great music, pull up any of these type of moments or just you know, you know, things that these. Uh, composers have written and just let it play in your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, I, I'll allow it. You cheated, but I'll allow it. I mean, I want to. They're like probably the three most iconic score 
movie score writers of all time. And that leads us into our last one with so, that, Mr. Danny Elfman. Yes. Uh, he, oh, yeah, we didn't even do the third one. We didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Wait, there's a third one. Yes, Danny Elfman, the same way, like, the fun part about these guys is you hear them from certain movies, but then you realize they did so many things of your life. Danny right. Elfman did The Simpsons. He did? Like the TV show. Yeah, he did Good Will Hunting, Nightmare Before Christmas, which technically maybe could be a musical. Beetlejuice? He did, Beetlejuice. Love Tim Burton stuff. Mm-hmm. He did. He did the Batman movies, right? Like the first ones. I think so. He did. Batman. Uh, this is the animated series? or This is the actual first movie. Uh, um, and what they did for the animated series was they took parts that were like kind of made their own version to go along for the animated series. Very nice. Um, but it's just those things. Like I feel like, yes, we can definitely pick you know soundtracks that have amazing songs that really get you hyped. But I wanted just to throw those three in there as a choice. And there's plenty of others, too, that do amazing stuff. But just to take that moment and acknowledge that so many movies would not be what we think they are today without these scores and these things playing in the background that make you feel so much more of a scene other than just showing up and be like, oh, that's a lot of action or whatever. Um, so I chose all three of those. Just have fun with that. Definitely check them all out on YouTube, and I guarantee you they wrote something that you love and you had no idea that they did it. Absolutely. What about you, Mr. Creech? All right, my last entry into this. It was between... Black Panther, which had mm. an amazing soundtrack it by Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, did the whole thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, I also left off the Guardians of the Galaxy, both volumes one and two, because I figured it would have been picked. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I decided to go with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which has a fantastic, I mean, just wonderful soundtrack. It's opening song, What's Up Danger, by Black Caviar and Black Blackwave. Just listen for it. Just... 2,000 on thermometers, 2,000 surrounding us. Travel 2,000 kilometers to hang out with us. What's up, danger? And you know, he goes into that like, what's up, danger? Like, it's like this Spider Man's like MO, like, okay, I'm gonna be doing this, so what's up, danger? Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, goes into a, um, you know, he gets a little louder, like a little more animated. Um, ironically, because it's an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, because I like high chances that I might lose. I like it all on the edge, just like you. I like tall buildings so I can leap off of them. I go hard with it no matter how dark it is. And then it goes into, I'm insane, but on my toes. I can keep the world balanced on my nose. If I had a summer party with all my foes, now I wear them like a badge of honor on my clothes. If I'm crazy, I'm on my own. If I'm waiting, it's on my throne. If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone, because I'm always going to answer when you call my phone. Like, what's up, danger? And just it goes right into that beat. It's so mm-hmm. good. So, so good. Um, it's a fantastic soundtrack. No, that's it is. The, that's the first song on the album, but I can listen to the entire album and just be enthralled. Um like so that that first song is you know an epic way to start the album high energy taps into the whole duality of superheroism um but then you have jaden smith's way up um if you want to play that one next okay just listen how epic it sounds just it starts like you feel like you can conquer the world with this song um, and then it just gets into the verses and stuff. Um, there's several others. Um, Duckworth, Start a Riot, um, Familia, uh, which uh, features Nicki Minaj, is a fantastic uh, song in my opinion. I know, I've read some reviews that didn't like it as much. Uh, Vince Staples and Richie Cohen's uh, track Home 
uh, about the return after Hero's Journey almost made my top three. I think it's probably a solid number four. Um, but the last one is one that was actually featured at the beginning of the movie. Miles Morales, you know, the future uh, Spider-Man in this movie, listening on his bed to his beats to Post Malone and Swalee's Sunflower. And just for like context, I'm not a Post Malone fan. I'm not a fan of his music. I, I just it doesn't interest me. But this Same. song fits mm -hmm. for the movie because mm -hmm. it's a teenage Miles Morales. Singing the song along with, you know, his beats. He's getting the words jumbled up and wrong because that's what we do as kids. We don't know the words. And it fits the context of a song that he would rock to. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know, it fits the movie and it just it fits the tone for what they're starting with. He's a kid who listens to music. He's a normal kid before all this other stuff happens. Um, I would highly recommend, like, this is one of those, like, I saw the movie and then was just randomly, like, we saw the movie in December, so it was, like, right around Christmas break for me. And one day I'm just driving around and I see it on Spotify and I just start, you know, let's see what I listen to. And I'm instantly hooked. And I'm, before I know it, I've listened to the entire thing. Um, fantastic soundtrack. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Well, I remember that. Like you said, we went and saw it together. And the way they did the artwork in this movie is completely different. I remember seeing the trailers for it and be like, I may get a headache watching this in the theater. Like just how some things looked. Um, but honestly, I went and I loved it. I loved how the, the scenes and just how the animation they threw into it how multiple different styles of animation were thrown into it. Uh, and I, like you say, the soundtrack leads right into it. It blends so perfectly, especially what's happening um, and just the storyline of this movie. So definitely a great choice. I'd forgotten about the soundtrack, honestly, until you sent me your list. I was like, oh, man, that was a really good soundtrack. So once again, awesome choice. I would also, like I said, Black Panther, really good too. It um, is. It's an honorable mention of mine, um, just the entire soundtrack. Um, but, yeah, um, definitely would recommend this one as well. So. Nice. Miss Ashby Gray. Okay. So my last choice. Uh, we talked about this last Halloween. And I stand by this being one of the best soundtracks. She stands this soundtrack. Not just stands by it. But she right. Stands I stand it. So I... For my we're intro, in <laughs> I'm going to read an excerpt from an article I found um, on a random hole in the on the internet called tvovermind.com and it says to find any fans of queen of the dam you might have to talk about the book instead of the movie since quite honestly the movie was a train wreck waiting to happen the actors were great the idea was sound and the whole thing should have been a wonder to watch but somehow it all got lumped into one overly long movie that was painful to witness since the acting couldn't make up for the poor dialogue the insane way that it seemed to jump around and the fact that the plot was about as generic as it got it's not much fun to speak ill of a movie in any way, but this one was not good and had few, if any, redeeming qualities that could be mentioned other than the soundtrack. When the music to a movie is better than the movie itself, you've got to wonder where the director went wrong. <laughs> so Queen of the Damned, which um, stars Aaliyah and Stuart Townsend, among others, was um, released in 2002, I believe. Um, and it is, without a doubt, one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard and got me into a genre of music that I would not otherwise have gotten into. So we're going to start off with my favorite song from the soundtrack. It's called Cold. Cold. 
you know, honestly, I feel like a wrestler making an entrance there. Right? I, I wanted I to go that. into the... And now, approaching the ring, weighing mm-hmm. in at 274 pounds, The Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> well, so. it, didn't, it caught me off guard because I've never seen the movie. And so I was just starting to like pick the songs and like download them uh-huh. or like save them. And I was like, Static X? Like that's that kind of does catch me by surprise for Ashby choosing a Static X. Yes, awesome. So this track listing, not only Static X, Dry Cell, Marilyn Manson, Papa Roach, mm-hmm. Godhead, um, Lincoln Park, Deftones, uh, Disturbed, and so you start thinking you're like, okay, well if you've ever seen Queen of the Damned, it makes sense because despite it being a terrible movie, the premise of the movie is that. Lestat, the vampire, wakes up after many decades of sleep, and he wakes up into what is basically the 90s metal scene and decides that he's going to become a rock god. Hmm. And it sort of goes from there. Um, But what's really interesting about this soundtrack is the original motion picture soundtrack for this film was Jonathan Davis's first musical project outside of his band Korn. That's cool. So when you keep in mind that one of the members of the band Corn is who arranged and like made this soundtrack happen, it makes sense. And if you take it out of the context of the fact that it's supposed to be a soundtrack to Queen of the Damned, it's basically just like a soundtrack that someone compiled that's a love letter to early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's like new metal or whatever. New metal, mm-hmm. yeah. So the second one that I picked is called Forsaken. Um, and it's my second favorite. You might can skip ahead a little bit, I think. Can't speak it, or else you will dig my grave. Feel them finding, always whining. Take my hand now, be alive. Yeah, so I got into this movie because I went through a vampire phase. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a high school... We all have. What yeah. self-respecting high school girl doesn't go of through course, a vampire phase? Obviously, we all did. Mm-hmm. And then I fell in love with Stuart Townsend, um, and then I got into this particular music. So I, I also think that if you can stomach watching the movie, which, you know, you just take it at face value, like it's not great, but it's fun to watch, honestly, and they do a really good job with the musical cues, and so if you're into this kind of music, it's almost worth watching the movie to see mm-hmm. how they wind it all in together. Um, and the last one I picked is called Slept So Long. This is cool. Like, it sounds like, I don't know, creepy in a sense. Right, like almost how a vampire would move. Darkness falls across the land. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. But that's the vibe I got from it, though. I got yeah. thriller vibes from it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, this in, has ended up being, uh, you know, across the board, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, a soundtrack that I go back to a lot, a soundtrack whose songs I work into other playlists, a soundtrack that I, I listen to from start to finish multiple times throughout the year. Um, and I, it's just, it's delight, it's delightful. And you know, I can admit that it's not a great movie, but it is a fantastic soundtrack. Well, just to throw this in there, because we did have some people on Facebook and uh, Instagram mention it as well. Twilight's the same way. Like it's a vampire movie. You mm-hmm. may not like Twilight at all, 
but the soundtracks for those movies are awesome. Like there's a lot yes. of great mixes and just different news. You, and, yes. And yeah. then you had like uh, Christina Perry's thrown in there later. Um, I don't remember every person like there's tons, but like it's got a lot like it's really good soundtrack to that movie. Yeah. So it's another vampire one. Um, my last choice. This was the first one that came to mind when we said soundtracks. If you have not seen the movie, movie baby driver, do yourself a favor and go watch it. I have not. It's good. I promise you'll enjoy it. I know I will. It looked really good. Um, and for why I say that is honestly, I went into this because I'm a car person and I was like, there's a red Subaru in the commercial. And so sure. I want to go see this guy like slide a car around. It's a heist movie, but the majority of this movie is about uh, a guy named baby who's a music loving orphan um, who has a, it's like, it's a prodigy pretty much with his driving. Like he's just an amazing driver. He's the getaway guy. You've got the other guys that are the tough guys. They're the ones going in and robbing. He's just showing up and driving and he's an amazing driver. But the entire movie is he listens to music through his headphones while he drives. And so the soundtrack you hear is what he's listening to when he's driving majority anyway. And the way they did this movie is they match it up with nearly everything that's happening matches the beat and every little notice that's in the song gunshots going off. It's lining up with the music. There's a wreck happening. It's lining up with the music. Anything that's happening, he's tapping his fingers on the dash is happening in the movie. Um, so this first one, bell bottoms. Sorry for shocking you in the ears. got like a Leonard Skinner it really does yeah Yeah. the cool part too is like a lot of the songs at least for me like I did not know any of them Um, I knew some as you go through the because it's got a pretty long soundtrack and I knew some but I started listening to this as I was driving this week and you just like you're vibing as you're driving that's a good like that's how the first one the soundtrack you start bobbing your head as you're cruising along I like that a lot you're vibing as you're driving I like that a lot uh, See, it. soundtracks, a great way to <coughs> discover mm-hmm. new music. Yeah, it's fantastic. This one I listened to, and I forgot that it was in the movie, but I was listening to it yesterday as I was putting to work, and I said, Michael, you remember that one song by uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? And do you remember how this song starts? I want you to stop and listen to this. And so this is what we listened to in the parking lot yesterday. So actually, that was a sample from the song The Edge by David McCullum. And they sampled it and used that for their music that got a giant hit later on. Uh, And I love it too because there's some movies that it's just all super fast songs or super whatever. This one has a great mix of depending on the scene that's happening. It could be a slower song. It could be a more sped up song. Um, And then there's this last one called Baby. uh, And his name in this movie is always referred to as Baby. So this is Baby by Carla Thomas. And honestly, like the whole soundtrack kind of has that somewhat of a vibe. Barry White makes an appearance later on in it. Um, and there are a few other popular songs on there. 
Um, there's another just crazy song called Hocus Pocus by the band Focus. Uh, if there's a live video, I like it. Yes, there's a live video of them performing um, on a television show back because it's an older band, like maybe in the '70s, and the sounds and the random things that are happening is just shocking that like would be in like a studio audience. But um, it's just an amazing movie. Justin Fawcett, I know I used to work with him. Justin is a giant movie critic. He doesn't do it like for whatever, but he just if he goes and watches them, he analyzes it, you know, a whole mm-hmm. lot. And it, Part of me, I used to hate that because I'd come in and mm-hmm. I just enjoyed because I watched something and he's like, oh, no, that's right. And then he would like tear it down in yes. front of you and you're like, why are you ruining my yes. happiness? And so there's, <laughs> part, there's part of that that like later on, it opened me up to be like, no, like have a little bit more appreciation for it. You it's okay just to go. You and be critical of it. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. so he opened up my eyes to that. But I remember this came out and like, you know, I didn't talk to Justin about car movies. I just figured it was something he wouldn't care about. He came in later and was like, did you see Baby Driver? I was like, I did. He's like, I just bought the CD or the vinyl for it. He's like, it is amazing. And he shared it online. Um, and it is. It's just one of those things. I went back and watched it again. And there's even more things that you didn't notice the first time. Where literally all the tiny little cues that happen and pop up whenever it's, you know, matching up just right with the songs. So for me, this plays, you know, the soundtrack is just as important without, you know, for as the actors and everything else. So. If you haven't seen Baby Driver, I know it's not as big of a film, but definitely go watch it. It's definitely worth, you know, tuning into and listening to the whole soundtrack because it's just a fun soundtrack to ride around to. Mm-hmm. We had a few honorable mentions from everyone. Um, Eric had two, so you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. These are just honorable mention songs from mm-hmm. soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you couldn't justify putting the whole soundtrack on there. Mm-hmm. I actually had more than two, um, but I only sent you two. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, the one that I didn't send you was actually from 13 Going on 30, which I feel have a really, really good 80s mm-hmm. style soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. Mm-hmm. That was actually my first introduction to Pat Benatar. We are young. I saw her in concert a few years ago. Too hearty. Oh. We stand. So yes. good. She's so um, good. I also didn't mention the Top Gun soundtrack with uh, Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. That's another um, one. Just another really good one. But uh, the two I mentioned, um, first uh, from the Too Fast too furious soundtrack. Uh, this is the actual the, like the song that opens up the movie by Ludacris called yeah. "Act a Fool." I mean, just it gets you into that racing like vibing mm-hmm. scene there. Drive too fast. Drive too furious. I'm too, too fast, fast for y'all, man. Uh, just you know, I can put that in the car right now and just zoom down mm-hmm. and and just feel like I'm in the movie. And which is what I used to do, like whenever I would watch the Fast and Furious movies in the theater for the oh, first sure. time, I'd find the soundtrack if it was released, and I'd, I, I mean, I'd feel like I was in the movie at that point, like just driving home. It was really like really I thought you were just meant you were acting a fool when you left the parking lot. Well, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> it, it really kind of came to a head when I saw I think it was Fast and Furious uh, Six, mm-hmm. Salton Wilson. And I was driving uh, Mia the Kia, mm-hmm. the Kia Sorento at the time. And it's like, it wasn't the same <laughs> zooming down the highway. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not. That Kia Sorento, I'm sorry. It's not. Um, but yes, and then my my top honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Couldn't justify putting the whole soundtrack on here. But it is uh, Simple Mind, Don't You Forget About Me. The Breakfast Club. From The Breakfast Club. Hey, 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 hey! Ooh. I'll be alone, 
dancing, you know it, baby. Uh, the funny thing is, like, so this song is, I mean, just instantly iconic because of the way it ends the movie, The Breakfast Club, which is one of the great teen movies of the 80s and of all time. 100. Um, it's one of the great ones for sure. And, um, but it's just a fantastic song. Um, just it really you know, kind of puts you back in that 80s mind frame. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I was at Glendale Kimley, we would actually sing this song to the fifth graders on their last day. Aww, um, and, I, uh, I know. So, okay, sorry, I, was, I have. Oh, I was going through my notes, like, and so my brain went a little elsewhere for a second. And then I came back to you talking about, you know, you singing that to your kids. I was like, they sing Act a Fool to the kids as they're graduating. I was like, wait, no, 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 no. We played another no, one. No, no, we, right. we, we do that one too. Don't you go to middle yeah. school and act a fool. Yeah. We do that one too. Don't act a fool here. Go We're to middle school. We're too fast. Too furious. So We're I too have, fast for y'all, man. I have like a short little story. I want to wrap back yeah. around to top, to top Gun. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because do you remember like at fairs or like King's Dominion or where, like there were places that you could go in and record a song? Mm. Yes, I did. I did that a couple like, times. Our generation, they would give you a CD, but they existed way back when. They would give you a cassette, okay? Mm-hmm. So, my dad and his college roommate did that. That's like, they awesome. were on a double date with my mom and my dad's college roommate's now wife. They ended up all... So, it worked you know, out. I'm saying, right, this, it worked this out. Video. It worked that out. sounds like a great them. date then. Mm-hmm. And my dad and his best friend go into this booth and they record... You've lost that love and feeling by the Righteous Brothers. So somewhere there is a cassette of my dad and his college roommate like, Baby, baby, I know it. You've lost that love. And my mom and her college roommate are in the back like, Whoa, whoa. That is amazing. (laughs) All four of them. Just to to kind of tie that back in, this is not soundtrack related, but just fun story time. I did that three times. <laughs> I did it once in the Nashville Mall, like a mall in Nashville, when, on, when we were on tour with the Young Disciples. I did Kenny Chesney's Young and Toby uh, Keith and Willie Nelson's Beer for My Horses, which kind of became the de facto, like, unofficial theme song of the YD tour in 2003. <laughs> Don't ask why. <laughs> And then I did it at King's Dominion the next year um, with our with the youth group at, at Micro. Uh, I did Garth Brooks's Friends in Low Places and Creed's um, with uh, no uh, was it with arms wide open or higher? I, can't, I think mm. it was higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did one at the fair, Randy Travis's Three Wooden Crosses. I think I gave it to a girl. <laughs> Just like, here, <laughs> I made this love for me. you. <laughs> love me. It didn't work I out. I made this for you three years ago before I met you, but I uh, knew you would come in. Three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. I mean, nothing says I love you like three <laughs> people dying. Yes. <laughs> Why there's not four of them, heaven, heaven only knows. <laughs> I just remember like... I never did one of these videos. Oh. I just remember, like, you could stand on the outside and watch the person doing the video, yes. like, the recording. I just remember, there's actually a fourth okay. CD. Me okay. and Britt Holland, Tanner's older mm-hmm. brother, we went to Frankie's Fun House with the youth one night, and I was a youth leader at this point. And he wanted to do it really bad because there was a girl he was trying to impress. Mm-hmm. And he, but he wouldn't do it by himself, so he picked out a song that had to do with it. It was Kenny Chesney, Uncle Crackers. When the sun goes down, <laughs> he actually has that CD. I think I don't think I kept. Wow! Like you keep that. I don't. I don't need proof that I'm you know good at this. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Eric's like, I'm have a podcast someday. And I'm gonna sing all the time. Right, They'll yeah. hear my voice. Then. That's cool. right. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, what's okay. your honorable mention, Ashby? Let's skip Ashby. Let's first, skip. Oh, let's because skip yeah. Ashby. Hers let's is well, hers is gonna 
lead into next week's episode. Yeah. That's right. Um, we did yeah. talk about that. I remember completely now. <laughs> You're good. My honorable mention actually was originally on my list. Um, and this one, it kind of, it's a score, but it's literally the entire soundtrack for this is the score. So I feel like it has to be the soundtrack. Friday Night Lights. Um it's was a good movie, good TV show, great book. Soundtrack is amazing. It's all literally explosions in the sky. They said, "Hey, I like your your sound. Will you write an album for this movie?" So explosions in the sky came and literally wrote the entire soundtrack, which wow. is just a giant album for this movie. Um, which is crazy because you would expect it. Okay, it's a football movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Varsity Blues, some other it like. It has Tim McGraw in it. It does, but I'm saying you have like these other movies that you expect. It's like the high, you know, you know, energy teenage whatever. Right, right, right. Explosions in the Sky is not like that. Uh, they are very much... I got to see them live last year or the year before for COVID, like really hit. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing experience, but there's no vocals in any of the things they do. But they are a band that's just... You don't need vocals. Interesting. They literally... He opens up, they start, and then at the very end, after you stood there for however long, he's like, we've been Explosions in the Sky, thank you, and then walk off stage. Like, there's a mic off to the side, but that's the only time they talk. Um, but otherwise, this song is called Your Hand in Mine. You may know it from random commercials on television. Like, I've heard it multiple places. Uh, I want to say I didn't realize that it was in this movie. I felt like I heard it on a TV commercial once. And I was like, I love this. What is that? Pull it up online. And next thing you know, I'm watching, you know, Varsity Blues, where it's like, oh, God, this is or not Varsity Blues. Uh, Friday Night, Night Lights. And it's just you're drawn in. I mean, so, Varsity Blues, football, whatever. Yeah, football, whatever. Sports ball, yay. Yay, sports. So I may have to. Go much longer because of copyright issues, but okay. So, if Switchfoot didn't have lyrics, that's basically, yeah. yeah, okay, I love it. And so, honestly, I definitely recommend if you just kind of want to get into like, okay, I would like to maybe listen to some bands that do that. That was my entryway into it, was this album. Um, and it definitely holds up. It's even cooler too because you go watch the movie and the music hits in such an emotional way in everything it does. And then, once again. A lot of their stuff sounds very similar to that. Um, and another thing is like this movie's based on in Texas, based kind of on the history of something in Texas. They're bands from Texas, and so that's another reason they got thrown into this. Um, but starting this album honestly got me into other groups called like This Will Destroy You and Hammock and a lot of other stuff. Stuff that I'll turn on in the mornings when I'm either like doing Bible surge, journaling, or whatever that you want something. Um, similar to other scores in other movies. But totally recommend this one. Originally had it as an actual full album. Or like full choice, and honestly, when I started trying to listen to tracks to try to share, it's like this is too difficult to be like. They all sound very similar if you're taking 15 second clips out of it. So. Absolutely, I have a, another honorable mention. That's How an amazing did I one. Not How did we not? I see this, this on your phone right now. A walk to remember. Oh my god! The funny thing is, I mentioned it in a phone conversation last night. If you played every single song right now, I could sing it start to finish. Uh-huh. It starts with Switchfoot. That's what got reminded me. Switch, switch, right, switch, switch, and like Mandy Moore. I mean, it's so Moore, good. Yeah. Um, and one of the best covers of a song I've ever heard, um, King Harvest does, um, oh my gosh, um, Dancing in the Moonlight. Yes. So King mm-hmm. Harvest is the original of Dancing in the Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And Top Loader. Top Loader, which is an, a British band, for this soundtrack did a cover of it. And it's magical. This is the Top Loader version. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Props to Kyle for finding this like on the fly. Very quickly, too. yeah. I'm going to earn that producer role someday. Yeah. 
I'm gonna have to listen to this uh, tomorrow now. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this on the way home. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I drove the XB. You don't have. Dang. Tomorrow. No. Tomorrow. No. It'll happen. Tomorrow. Uh, what's the other one on this album that was a Mandy Moore song, but I think Switchfoot did it, or vice versa? Um, um, I know. So, like, I'm looking at. You have Only Hope, uh, Mandy Moore, um, Someday Will Know, Cry, all Mandy Moore songs. Someday Will Know. Someday Will Know. I think so. I think yeah, because so. yeah, John Foreman's in John Foreman's on it, yeah. Yes. He does it with. Uh, yeah. Chicago can't stop driving. I don't know why. I don't. I could sing this entire album to you right and now. And for the record, she can sing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, she can. She used to she say always, she couldn't. Always says she can't. But I can't. She is phenomenal. It's, so. it's very. We're gonna write that. We're gonna do that Christmas album this year. I'm not taking no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> Go, what the what Christmas right. album? We're going to the mall. We're going to find we're one of these go, record we're booths. Go to the mall. We're going to oh, find a recording booth. We're going booth. to King's Dominion. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We show up at King's Dominion. We literally walk straight to it, and right. the guy's like, "What? Like nobody ever does this anymore?" We're like, like oh, no. excuse me, can we like, use your recording booth? Yes. We're here all day, we sir. We put twelve songs on this CD. Could we, we book this for four we hours? We brought our own CD that has a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. oh my gosh. How okay. great would that be? Really? No, sir. No, you yeah, can just, just lock sleep. the booth. We're yeah, going to be here all day. We'll be yeah. here a while. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to do social media shout outs and then mine, or do you want to do mine and talk about next week and then do social media shout outs? Let's do social media then. shout outs okay. first. Okay. Because I like the segue capabilities and possibilities of yours. Um, I don't okay. know what the song is, but I know what the topic is next week. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I am so pumped. Yes, we have cows. I am twisted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Social media shout outs was insane this week. You guys went hardcore on this. So many things. Music episodes bring out the the best and it also gets Mm -hmm. us the most hits. Maybe we should be a full time music channel. We probably should. We get really excited too. Like it's not even like faking to be like, oh, Spider Man Homecoming was an amazing movie. I didn't watch it again. I'm sorry. But like, well, to be fair, it was an amazing movie, but we were just not as excited about that one as we are. To be fair. Also, to be fair, because of the stupid Marvel Sony beef, there's nowhere you can watch it. They're fixing it. Literally, I saw that. They're literally, they heard us talking mad crap about them. (laughs) And they were like, you know what? What the what? had enough of this. We've got to fix this. We have the power. Now give us season seven of Community, you cowards. <laughs> cowards! <laughs> That'll be our first shirt. What the what on the back. To be fair. Um, okay, so starting this off. TBF. <laughs> yeah, TBF. To be fair. Hunter Brain jumped in. First person. The greatest showman. And then Ashby shut him down. Get said, him out of here. We're doing musicals Get, later, so we decided the soundtrack so can't be a musical. Real quick. So back off. Let's bring up some sibling stuff, right? Because we all have siblings. Yes, we, we should do. definitely do a sibling episode where we talk about siblings and like childhood and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I feel like your siblings were a huge part of like 80s, 90s 100%. growing up. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, however... When The Greatest Showman came out, okay, mm-hmm. I told Hunter, I was like, this is the greatest thing you will ever watch. It's amazing. It has an amazing soundtrack. I know you're not crazy about musicals, but you will love this movie. You should watch it. And he was like, bye. And then Hunter's best friend, Austin, who's musically inclined, was like, oh my gosh, bro, Greatest Showman, bro. you gotta watch it. You didn't speak his language. Best. Right? Okay. No, 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 no. Hunter still was like, not for me. No, thank you. Okay. When did The Greatest Showman come out? Three years ago? 2017. December 2017. Okay. Literally six months ago, 
I get a group text from Hunter to Austin and I. Greatest Showman is amazing. Just watched it. Can't <laughs> stop listening to the soundtrack. And Austin and I were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we're definitely doing a Greatest Showman episode at we some have, point. We have hopes for Ricky Lyles to make that turn someday, yes, too. Eric's, Eric's the same way. You've got to listen to this. I know you're not a big fan of musicals, but you will love this. And then We like, watched uh, The Greatest Showman at Ricky's house. We did. We yeah. made him sit down we, and watch it. We, we did it during Sunday school one Sunday. You <laughs> duct tape him to his recliner. Yeah. You're like, you're going to watch this. Like, we literally, we had, we had church and Sunday school at Ricky's house one Sunday, like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. We had breakfast and then we did our Bible study and we watched The Greatest Showman right mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next on our list, Christy Harkins Wheeler said, Juno was a good one. Yep. Once again. Uh, Emily White Case said, Jurassic Park and Pirates of the Caribbean. And then she made the jump to another. said, American Pie and Twilight. True. I want to say yep. too, like, to throw in American Pie and some of the other ones like that, there's something great about like 90s movies and the music that's in them. I feel like that formed a part of who we are. Like it, it encapsulates the genre and the time period of the 90s when this stuff came out, and in some early 2000s too. But you watch these movies, and it's just as fun to hear the songs that pop up while you're watching it as it is to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Christy threw in Dirty Dancing, Purple Rain, Days to Confuse, which is another top one for sure. Uh, Amanda Newport said, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and The Transformers ones all have fantastic scores. And the Winter Soldier song from the soundtrack is really uh, industrial sounding and bad A. Uh, I was waiting for Ashby to chime in. She didn't catch this one. But um, then she said, anything Hans Zimmer really, it also goes without saying that all the Star Wars movies have great scores. Um, let's see what else. She said, Danny Elfman has some good stuff too, especially when you mix him with T- Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Wait, I'm going in right now to comment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jackie Fussell said Dazed and Confused. Also, Pineapple Express. Uh, April Holland Phillips said My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, Ricky Lyles went hardcore. Ricky earned his, you know, little time that we give him every week to thank him. It's about time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was hanging out with Ricky last night, and he's like, man, I, I went a little crazy on your on your Facebook. I just kept coming up with good ones. He's like, but literally, all those movies, I used to own all the albums for them. When they came out, you would go buy them, so I had all of them. Uh, Saturday Night Fever, Urban Cowboy, Coyote Ugly, A Brother Where Art Thou, which is another like common one from our childhood that was big. Uh, Flashdance, Top Gun, Footloose, Gone in 60 Seconds, The Breakfast Club, Pitch Perfect, Pure Country. Um, Matt... T, that always comments, and we never try to figure out his last name. Uh, so we'll just call him Matty from now on. Matty, Matt T. Yes. Uh, both Guardians of the Galaxies had awesome soundtracks. Uh, Will Rank said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Also, Ninja Turtles 1 and 2. Uh, if you go back, there's definitely some cool music that fits the period time of those movies. Uh, it said Space Jam. Chris Langdon said, going to also plug for Hans Zimmer. He is an atmospheric composer, so his music always enhances the movies. He often works closely with the directors to add hitting meanings into his scores. And he said, while I love John Williams' movies, they are entirely different. He writes like an opera composer, uh, Wagner, and gives each character memorial themes. Uh, he said, I freaking love this topic. Good stuff. Uh, he also, him and Will went back and forth a little bit. It was like, what are your thoughts on Elfman? He said, I love them. He writes for the scenes and writes well. He also really set the tone for superhero soundtracks in his work in Spider-Man. He also said, don't forget the OG Batman theme. Um, he said it was classic. Uh, he said, but the tone was kind of faded. It said Zimmer copied a bit of it from the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, he said, but like all of the Marvel themes are very influenced by his work as well. Also love Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Justin Barrier jumped in with Space Jam. Ross Renfro said, remember the Titans. 
Steve Evans gave us a ton. He said, for film scores, Cliff Martinez, the dread, uh, drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, has done some great soundtracks. Uh, my faves are Wicker Park and Solaris. I also like James Horner, but you could make a mega soundtrack out of Star Trek too. Um, he also said Battle Beyond the Stars, uh, Wolfen and Kroll, because they all sound about the same. Tron Legacy had a great soundtrack. Blue Thunder is also great, as is Drive. Uh, an unknown film called The Last Chase has one I just love. And of course, Lord of the Ring movies. Um, let's see. It said like Lady in the Water and Signs are just fantastic. Atmospheric soundtracks. Dances with Wolves. That's a great one. Oh, Dances with Wolves. It said obviously Star Trek, the motion picture is probably my favorite soundtrack score. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I probably listened to that one the most over the years. For compilation type soundtracks, Top Gun is my number one pick. Also Dirty Dancing, The Big Chill, Batman Forever, Oh Brother We're Out There. Cowboy Bebop, the movie, most John Hughes films, which honestly, like, you threw in Breakfast Club, but definitely all of those. Yeah, have Pretty great in Pink, and yeah, all of them. Um, he said, and also, uh, any compilation in Quentin Tarantino films, he said, dude just knows how to build a soundtrack. Am I right? Um, and then he says, I know you said no musicals, but I'm still putting up Xanadu. Thanks. Uh, and it's crazy mix up of all the styles and includes the masterful genius of ELO or ELO? ELO. I figured. Electric Light Orchestra. Thanks. Uh, as well as uh, the tubes and the duet with Olivia Newton-John and Gene Kelly. Such mm-hmm. a great time. Yes. Said also, the first Twilight movie had a great soundtrack. Much better than it deserved. I mean, I love the movie, but the soundtrack was from a different film, I think. Uh, okay. I actually want to talk about this really okay. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because and I, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. The soundtrack to the first Twilight movie mm-hmm. was pulled from the back of the Twilight book. So Stephanie Meyer provided oh, awesome. a soundtrack oh. that she listened to while writing each Twilight book in the back of the book. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, somewhat similar, not the exact same, but Perksby and Wallflower in that book, a lot of what Charlie writes about, he includes all of his favorite songs or like, I just heard this song for my first time ever. If you haven't, please go check it out type deal. Um, in the movie, when they finally made it, they included all of those, or at least most of all of those songs into that movie. So you would get that same feel and vibe from it. Um, Renee Sykes Creech, your mom, said Grease. Hi, Mom. Uh, Brett Harrig, I'm sorry. I always think your name's Harrig, I'm assuming. Harrig. 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 I've heard it both ways. Either heard way. it both ways. Brett. Uh, Flash Gordon was Flash. one of his top choices. Yes. Ah, um, one, okay. that I, one that I thought of while you were reading through those, mm-hmm. um, you know, this would go under, like, I guess, I don't know if it would be score or... But John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Like, that's iconic. A lot of scary movies. Like, you think about Psycho. And yeah. Um, and, of course, I, did anyone miss, mention Ghostbusters? No. No. Oh, man. I mean, that's 80s right there. I can go on and on. 80s especially had a ton of great ones. Like, whenever I was searching, like, best soundtracks I mean, of all time Karate on YouTube Kid today. had a good, good Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 80s, like, there's a whole, like, YouTube clip or, like, montage of all 80s, like, soundtrack songs on there. Go um, on. To jump over real quick. Ghostbusters. To jump over to Instagram, another. Oh, I didn't see anything on Instagram. There's a couple on Instagram. Um, There's a big one that I thought about but didn't really put down. Forrest Gump has an amazing soundtrack. Depending on where he's at in life, it changes. Uh You're right. Um, Hunter Batten said, most of these are kind of cheating, which sort of. He said, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, Walk Hard, Inside Lewin Davis, Oh Brother We're Out There, Tron Legacy. Oh, sorry. I just have a a point to make. Your finger started to raise, so I was a little wondering. Lion King, which we discussed previously before the podcast, that technically would be musical. Um, Baby Driver, which I mentioned, um, he said, I was just watching Patrick, uh, I think it's Williams, he tagged them, so it's hard to read the name, said, A Complete Guide to Pop Music Needle Drops in Movies. It's great. So definitely going to watch that. Um, 
Justin Fawcett chimed in and said definitely a plus one for Baby Driver. Uh, and then talking about songs we just talked about, uh, you guys were talking about, he said, my record collection is stacked with soundtracks. 2001 and Jurassic Park are staples, but I'm a sucker for John Carpenter, The Fog, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China Town are favorites. Uh, I have way too many horror soundtracks, but It Follows is the first to come to mind. Hearing that soundtrack on movie theater speakers was absolutely jarring. Has anyone else seen Dan Argentine, Argentine, Argentos? Sorry, The Church? I bought two copies of that one because I, uh, the European pressing had a different track listing on it. Um, Justin is one of the ones I could mention before that really got me into appreciating some of these things like that. Question. Yes, you had no, another finger great in the soundtrack um, as we destroyed the table here. Yes. <laughs> School of Rock. Oh, hmm. yeah. It became a musical later. Sure. Right. We're, right. Like, yeah, this, this, we're going to have to definitely talk about it at some point, too. Mm-hmm. Like, would it count in... I don't think it would because they made it into a Broadway musical, but the movie, if I'm you about take the, mo- the, the movie. songs out, then it's still a movie. Yeah, like, I feel like it's, like, pitch perfect. Right, so yes, like, yes. Yeah. I feel like it's tough because the more I think of, like, The Lion King, like, if you take those out, the movie still happens. Yeah. Mm, but does it? It does. It's very you boring. Get, you don't get Scar's plan. You don't get... Simba's wish to be king. You don't okay, get his okay. life philosophy right, 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 with yeah. Hakuna Matata. Thinking about that way, you yes, don't get okay. Nala and Simba making right. jungle think of, love. In think the, about <laughs> what the mm, songs tell you. If the songs inform the plot, then it's a musical. But like with School of Rock, I feel like you know they had mm. Led Zeppelin, Immigrant Song in there, right, right. Uh, ACDC, uh, Long Way to the Top. If you want to rock and roll, they just they have, they have a lot of stuff that. Anyway, um, was that all of our people for... Uh, it was. Thank you all guys yeah. for chiming in. Thank you in. so much. All right, That's so awesome. we're, we're going to close here. Well, Ashley's going to give us her honorable mention. Yep. And then she's going to talk about what we're doing next week. Yes. Okay. You've heard me talk about it before in passing. If you saw my story, then you know. One of my favorite movies of all time to watch and rewatch. Of all time. Of all time. Erica as well is Twister, the 1996 film where Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton chase some tornadoes with an amazing ensemble cast. And Van Halen didn't have to go hard on this soundtrack. But they did. But they did that for us. And this is called Humans Being. Just good stuff. Oh, so good. So there is a part in the movie where um, Dusty, played by uh, Dustin Hoffman, not Dustin Hoffman. Oh my goodness! Ugh, (laughs) terrible. That was terrible. I'm just bad with actors' names in general. My brain just went like sideways. Um, Played by the late great. Oh, I know who you're talking about because he was in The Hunger Games and Along Came Polly and so so many great things. Why is my Um, brain doing this? It is. Oh, he's not even listed. They're as not. A star. Yeah, he's not listed. Um, go to the cast. Keep going down. I see him in my brain. I do too. Rain dance. Um, Why is this is hard? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Anyway, so he plays Dusty, and they're chasing a tornado, and he has outside speakers on his RV that he drives, mm-hmm. so that as they're going down the road, you can hear what he's listening to. Nice. And they play the chorus of "Humans Being." Um, and it's the, the, it's interesting that the song is called Humans Bean, because if you had asked me what it was called, I would have probably said Shine On, because that's mm-hmm. the chorus. They're like, Shine On, Shine On. And um, it's just this really good, like, that was probably my first, like, idea that, wait a second, I bet this, 
movie has a soundtrack, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really good. It's one of those soundtracks that will get you into other genres of music because it yes it has van halen but it also has shania twain faith hill um red hot chili peppers Mm -hmm. like just some really random really weird genre mixes that actually work it works yes yeah so all that to say next week yes we're talking about the movie twister we're doing it I'm so excited. That's oh, my gosh. so awesome. Uh, this is her favorite movie. We did my favorite movie, Room of Times. Have we ever done your favorite movie? What yeah. is your favorite movie? What is your favorite movie? Uh, Deadpool Society? It's one of them. So okay. we've done that one. Yeah. Okay. I don't have like a distinguished like sit down all the right. time. Well, folks, with that, thank you, Ricky Lyles, for your contributions to our podcast. And thank you, the listener, for joining us and joining us on this nostalgic, fun journey into pop culture, music, and all the great things that we love. As Ashby said, we're doing Twister next week. We hope you join us for that on Facebook Live on Thursday around 6 7 o'clock. And the episode will be up the following Monday. <sighs> Until next time. I'm trying to think of what I want to say here. I had it, I had it, then I had a thought. And, I, and it, just, it, it went away. You heard your dog barking. Or maybe like, I heard my dog age. barking on my page. You know? Stop interrupting the episode. But yeah, uh, until next time, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can see. Baby! Baby! <laughs> Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we'll see you next week. What? 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 what?